and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I am looking at a game that is admittedly only tangentially related to the subject matter of this podcast, but I am running low on witch-focused games to review at the moment, and while I work up the energy to get into The Witcher and The Witcher 3, which are quite open-world long games that I just don't have time for right now, I thought I would review this title because it is maybe a 10 on the witch fulfillment scale but it is still there so i thought i'd give you a shout about it this is tomb raider and uh, it's for the xbox one because i'm playing the definitive edition but you can buy it for xbox 360 and i'm referring here and i thought i should make that very clear to the tomb raider that came out in 2013 which was the second reboot of the series in my lifetime which is making me feel quite old everyone's probably familiar with lara croft Tomb Raider, but I'll just give a brief rundown of what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, so Lara Croft, originally it was like a 90s PS1 game, and you ran around shooting mainly wolves and tigers and stuff while you raided tombs, which was, I guess you were meant to be an archaeologist, but mainly it involved breaking shit to continue on to what you wanted to do and then in like the last act of the game things would take a, a very supernatural turn and there'd be like mummies coming back from the dead or chasing you or like weird magical MacGuffins that you had to like steal and take away with you that series was then rebooted uh, when i was a teenager actually it was rebooted as like lara croft um tomb raider legend tomb raider underworld uh, and those were tomb raider voiced by keely hawes which i, was, I really liked as an idea uh, like she was a really good voice for the character and they focus very much on Lara's new origin story where her mum basically died mysteriously when she took a sort of sword out of a podium and it turned out that that sword was like a Excalibur and her mum got sent to Avalon which is like in a different dimension and a load of other supernatural crap but then they rebooted the series again in 2013 and this is the first one that I've actually had the chance to play because I never really got into Tomb Raider as a game series. It seemed a little bit difficult for me. I'm not the greatest at like climbing and shooting and combat and all that stuff. Um, but I thought maybe I'd have a chance with this one because I've recently watched my brother playing uh, the latest one in the new series and the final one in the rebooted trilogy, which is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I didn't really think a huge amount of that game. There are several elements to it that were kind of rubbish to me but he assured me that the third one that the first one in the series was good so i purchased it from ebay and i've been playing it this one's quite different to other ones in the series um it has more of like a survival element i guess in previous games like the keely hawes voiced trilogy it was very much about um getting into tombs solving like physical puzzles like seesaw puzzles and water puzzles and things like that you then get into a tomb you find your artifact and then you move on to like a different tomb and you're all the way trying to track down clues as to what happened to lara's mum this one starts off with a shipwreck you're shipwrecked on an island called yamatai and you're very much alone you're taken prisoner straight away and you wake up hanging by your ankles from the ceiling with a bunch of other corpses and you freaked out and you have to escape and along the way you craft yourself a bow and arrow you make yourself a little fire you kill a deer have lunch sit down and go okay what's next i need to survive i need to get back together with the people from the ship find them and then get off this fucking island the reason i'm reviewing it for the podcast is because the plot has some witchy elements you find out through the course of the game and you find out a lot more if you actually read 
the flavour texts and things that you pick up along the way, which I did some of them because it kind of reads them to you and I wanted to drink my cup of tea, so I listened. But basically, Yamatai, the island, which is like a mystical island that apparently is quite difficult to find, um, was originally ruled over by Himiko, who was known as the Sun Queen and could control the weather through the use of apparently magic and it seems that she or something to do with her is the cause of all these storms because when a rescue plane comes to try and help the people from the shipwreck it gets struck by lightning and crashes so nothing can get to the island without crashing and nothing can leave the island without being destroyed because of all these storms so throughout the game Lara not only has to deal with the fact that Obviously, they're shipwrecked on an island and trying to find the people that were on your boat, but also with fighting cultists, who are people who have ended up on the island through other crashes and shipwrecks, but who have begun drawn into a cult that worships Himiko, and it's known as the Solari. And basically, what they want to do is take someone and make them the new vessel for Himiko's spirit, because what she did was she passed her soul into another vessel every time she, I guess, got old, but that cycle has been interrupted and to make the storm stop so they can leave the island they need to put her into a new vessel and at one point early in the game Lara refers to Himiko as a witch so I was like eh that's enough for me the gameplay is quite different from other Lara Croft games that I've seen before um, it basically revolves around opening up new ways to explore the environment so you have your bow and arrow to obviously kill people but then later on you use it to essentially make zip lines for yourself uh, you get a sort of rope climber thing that enables you to pull heavy weights using rope and also to ascend zip lines quickly so you can't just what, go down them you can go both ways now um also fire in the early stages of the game is used to get rid of obstacles and to break into uh, various items that contain salvage which is one of the main things you collect in the game you use salvage to upgrade your weapons and you have to get skill points to upgrade your own skills and you get those by going into um, optional tombs which are little hidden challenge teams where you just have to get through um, using one or two skills or one or two items to get to a point where you can collect um, something from a special magic box that I guess gives you skill points which is amazing. You also start to encounter cultists who you have to kill in various ways. I used the bow for most of this because I quite liked the bow and it was the thing that I got first so the thing that I started to um, rely on also using some of the guns that you got um, you get a handgun a rifle uh, a shotgun it kind of felt like cheating even though the other guys had guns I kind of wanted to play my role of survivalist heroine so I stuck with arrows and even then it did give me also flame arrows napalm arrows and exploding arrows so uh, by the end of the game I did feel slightly over prepared for the situations I was facing. The other chief element to the gameplay aside from exploration and combat is quick time events which is something that I was used to from seeing the Lara Croft on PS2. They liked their quick time events now and they still like them all this time later. Um, these tend to be things like uh, you being in combat with someone, you have to do button presses to stop them just like yeeting you off a bridge into like the abyss. Um, those are a bit 
are a bit frustrating because they require you to push a button very fast and I realise that that is the definition of a quick time event but like faster than I was used to and also because right before that some of the time you have to shake the left stick which I will use my right hand to do which means that it's difficult to, to then go over and push Y when it's like push Y or you'll be cut in half and you're like what and then you're in two pieces. The first game had some controversy and I'm going to put a trigger warning for this because at one point quite early on in the game a guy kind of corners you and um, it very much seems like he's going to sexually assault Lara and there's a quick time event that you have to do um, to like I guess beat him back and then execute him. Uh, if you fail that quick time event and I failed it three times because my reflexes apparently are garbage um nothing really happens he just kind of chokes you to death so uh, you don't actually see anything upsetting but it's obviously quite obvious from what he's doing beforehand and from what he's saying things like that 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 is his intention i just think they didn't want to put that in the game as like a consequence of you failing the quick time event which is very smart because that would have been horrifying i quite enjoyed a lot of aspects of the game although there wasn't a huge amount of witchy content there is still some like supernatural stuff finding all like the hidden shrines and hidden temples that's very atmospheric and very cool um some of the cultist stuff as well that they've set up like altars and things um gives you that kind of culty esoteric vibe um reading some of the stuff about the sun queen and having that legend at the core of the game was really nice um kind of gave you this idea that um kind of gave it a nice witchy background feel uh, not wholly about witches because i think she's made out to be some sort of goddess but who is also human but it was kind of enough for me to make me interested in the plot it's also really immersive um the very first thing that you do at the start of the game is literally like you see the shipwreck you don't really see a lot of laura before that and then you have to escape and you keep getting, you know, injured and throughout the game, her clothes uh, come progressively like more torn and grubby. And there are bits where she's like limping and she's been like, stabbed through the chest. So she's like holding that and she seems like quite vulnerable and it can be quite nail biting at times when you're in that state and you see enemies. Um, there was one moment where um, I got my foot caught in a man trap and wolves came to kill me. That was quite scary. So that's quite effective in making you care about your character and care about the actual storyline. I didn't particularly care a huge amount about the ragtag bunch of ethnically diverse people who were on the ship with me, mostly because I couldn't remember a lot of their names. Um, mostly I couldn't remember, ironically, the names of the three, like, white guys with glasses who are with you um you spend a lot of time looking for sam sam is um, a japanese lady who is apparently meant to be descended distantly from himiko so she's basically the source of all the knowledge behind this trip that you're going on i remember her we saw her a bunch these people get whittled down quite quickly so by the end of the game you basically only have reyes around uh, she's uh black lady who she really wants to get home to her daughter and unfortunately this makes her quite angry at Lara because Lara's the reason that they're here on the island and also Lara's the one saying all the crazy shit about how there's magic storms and stuff so there's quite a lot of tension there and there's also Jonah who I'd seen in my brother playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider but he looks quite different in that but 
yeah he's around in this one and i guess he's kind of cool you don't really spend a huge amount of time with them a lot of the objectives are like i have to get back to wherever these people are and then you get back to them and then instantly you're either separated by a cataclysmic horrible event or you go to sleep and you wake up and they've gone missing again or you say you have to go and take care of something and they're like okay cool Lara, you do that and we'll just be sitting here eating crab that we found on the beach uh, so you do spend quite a lot of the game alone by the end of the game those parts did seem to be quite formulaic uh, and it was kind of breaking my immersion a little bit and making the game a little bit less enjoyable because previously to that it had been quite surprising when these new things happened but then it kind of got into this formula of explore an area and then something will happen like you'll fall down a hole or get knocked off a cliff or go over a waterfall and then you'll be in the next area you have to explore and then you'll get back with the people and then you'll have to go off and do something else and it just started to feel a little bit repetitive and none of the plot occurrences that happened really surprised me there's this super sketchy guy you're with at the beginning who seems really arrogant and really kind of dumb in that way that um a lot of characters in these films sometimes are and he has traitor just written all over his face and so i wasn't surprised at the end when he's like i'm gonna betray you and i was like i've been waiting for that for the last seven hours so get on with it there are also some elements of the gameplay that don't make a huge amount of sense to me uh, one of them is like as lara you can't jump if you're in water that's like above your knees even though lara is like wading she's not swimming so her feet are definitely touching the bottom but you can't jump which I think is very weird because I'm nowhere near as fit as she is and I can still jump when I'm in water. It's just an odd thing that they've done. Also, the way fireworks, uh, there's a bit at the beginning where I didn't realise that you had to um, set fire to this load of junk that's blocking the river and it's like big wooden crates and shit like that and like bits of wire metal and stuff like that because there's water pouring through it from the river and i thought well that's just going to put a fire out if i set it on fire but then the fire just eats through all of that shit in like literally 30 seconds which was a bit odd there was also a bit sort of towards the end basically you've been seeing these guys called the storm guard or temple guardians and they look like kind of giant samurai things but like if you dress the hulk as the sam as a samurai and they have like a big club thing and i was really kind of shitting myself at the idea of trying to take one of those down with my bow and arrows and then i fought my way through a bunch of like smaller ones and a big one finally came out of the door and i was like cool let's do this because now i have a grenade launcher oh, i'm fine but then we went straight into a cutscene where a big piece of flying debris in this windy canyon just knocked him off a bridge and killed him and i was like oh because i kind of thought we were going to have like a, a climactic boss fight but okay then now i'm disappointed i was just like lowering my grenade launcher like oh because i hadn't really used it that much to be honest um and i was looking forward to using it on him and i've been saving my grenades and it was just kind of sad as per usual i played this on like the lowest difficulty setting because i'd not played anything like it before and i was just kind of worried about getting stuck i remembered the puzzles in lara croft games um although i haven't played them i've like seen other people play them as being a bit more tricky or difficult but i literally didn't get stuck at all i got stuck on like one thing right at the beginning because i kind of wasn't used to like the laws of how the game works and like how far you can jump and things like that so i thought i couldn't make a jump 
but I actually could. So that was actually really easy and there weren't even really that many puzzles to solve. Um, so I was expecting more than that. Also, the combat was quite easy and you know when it's going to happen because a lot of chest high walls start showing up and then as soon as there are enemies nearby, Lara goes into a crouch. So you know that there are enemies and when you've killed them all, she'll stand up. So you know that they're gone. So that kind of took a little bit of the nail biting tension out of the moments because I knew that everything was fine as soon as she like stood up and was like, yep, no more guys around here with guns. Everything's good. Now, having said all that, it is quite an enjoyable game. I really got into it and spent quite long periods playing it. So I got through it quite quickly. The environments are really pretty and varied. There's like different jungles and then a mountainside and a village. And uh, at one point you go into like a disused research base. So everything becomes like more industrial. Um, and also you get to go through quite a lot of terrifying passages that are like full of dead bodies and skeletons and things. So if you don't like gore and things like that, maybe give this one a miss because at one point you do have to like wade down a river of blood so although it kind of lacks a little bit on witchy content i still think there's enough in there to interest you if you like games that have sort of supernatural elements to them i have ordered the the second one in the series i don't really know what the fuck that's about but um i enjoyed this one so much that i'm going to play the second one that probably doesn't have as much or any witchy content so i might not review it here but i am definitely going to play it because it was a really enjoyable game to play and I definitely recommend it if you're looking for something um, kind of action adventure especially something with like a female main character because those can be pretty difficult to come by and also again with those like little um, occult twists and things to the plot and to the settings. I hope you decide to give this game a look. Do let me know if you get on with it, if you liked it, if you hated it, if you have pleasant fond memories of Keeley Hawes, Lara Croft or even you know, Tomb Raider 1 on the PlayStation where you couldn't even go diagonal because they hadn't invented the joystick yet. Um, but if you want to get in touch with any of those recollections, you can get in touch via Twitter, which is at witchfix, or by email, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the next one. Bye! <laughs>